0: Brand, 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 Brand
1: we want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about yeah. pop culture. Literally, yeah. we everything, 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 everything is, is up for about discussion, and that's what French culture is
0: about. It's about a thing. Yeah. Feel real good. Waving hands in the and two shots in the ass. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch Culture Col- She's Lisa V
1: And he's Randall Key.
0: And this is another episode of Brunch Culture The weekly podcast where everything And we mean everything Is up for discussion
1: Even this new song with Nikki and Tasha
0: Break every chance Oh no that's not the song, What's
1: it's, the song? Uh, <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I'm getting ready for Overflow Yeah Something
0: I've never seen
1: Tomorrow I'm actually Huh? When they say, when she said, my friend was like, "Well, you know, they saying I'm getting ready for something I never seen." I said, "Yeah, tomorrow, because <laughs> um, tomorrow we never seen that." <laughs>
0: Tomorrow's that's it. It causes the next, for the next minute, the next hour, we've never seen. Yeah,
1: that. I've never seen. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like I am getting ready for something I've never seen. Technically,
0: see, I, so Tasha Cobb I know what she talking about, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it caused a big uproar on social media because, you know, the Tasha and Nikki and Nicki Minaj and you know, it doesn't seem to go together as a, you know, the whole secular and sacred kind of right, divide. Right, right. And I didn't really care um about Nikki on Tasha Cobb's song. Mm-hmm. I did care about the content of Tasha Cobb's music, period. So I don't mind if Nikki's on it. Um, I could care less because I'm I'm a huge fan of Karen Clark. Sheer and uh, Missy Elliott some years back was on her city actually produced most of her album Mm -hmm. and it was really, really good. So I don't really have a problem with it. Um, my issue is Tasha Cobbs' lyrics for her past two albums. To me, have been a pseudo-prophetic kind of thing, right. and I'm not really into giving people promises that God might not fulfill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, Whoop. I just think that sets them up for failure. And so, that's that will be my issue. My issue is not with Nikki being on the album. My issue with is with Tasha Cobbs' lyrics, just in general over the past two albums. To me. And some songs have been problematic because I'm like, mm, that's really not consistent with the Bible. But hey,
0: it's like you, she, you feel like she kind of like setting folks up for failure. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, making promises about the struggle is over, and it's kind of like, no, that's <laughs> not really.
0: It's interesting, so because that before you said that I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it from that way. I I guess I always look at like. What Tasha Cobbs does is like she makes worship songs. And so I feel like she's making this song kind of strategically for um, like choirs to be able to just kind of sing in certain moments. Um, and I just feel like people get into them a lot. And maybe it is kind of like a like a prosperity song, if you will. Is that a thing? Yeah, Like a I, prosperity yeah, genre of, of yeah. yeah genre of music. I don't know if that's like that's not a thing, but I, I get where you're coming from. Like, when you said it, I was like, oh, yo, that kind of. I, I can see that. I definitely can see that to me, just personally. Um, sometimes I feel like certain gospel artists can tend to just redo the same thing over and over and over again. And you just say it a different way. So it's like, how many times can God save me or Jesus save me? And you're saying it just the same way. And the lyrics are very simple. I don't have, and I feel like as artists and even, you know, Christians or people that like believers, we, we're creative we're just as creative as somebody that performs (laughs) secular music you know what i'm saying so it's like Mm -hmm. you can give me some 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 poetry you can give me some metaphors you can give me some really good lyrics that make me feel what you're talking about and still pushes and drives home the same message and i feel like sometimes people um some gospel artists that create like worship music they'll make it so simple like you know and I'm not, I don't I don't mean to pick on like, I'm not trying to pick on Tasha Cosby just because we're there. Break Every Train, I thought was great, but I feel like if you start to listen to other cuts and they all sound the same, we have like this one catchphrase and we're just saying it over and over and over again, it's kind of like, mm, all right, you know, I've kind of had enough of this. Like, let's, you know, we can worship still, but we can worship with just a little more heartfelt. Um, lyrics and it reminds me you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the the songs that they they sing on Greenleaf. that's what it makes me feel like like and i'll be like dang i feel like this could be it could be something but y'all just keep making these lyrics and they'd be like oh the girl charity like oh she's writing these bomb songs and i'm like i don't really know if this is really bomb because you're not really saying nothing you know what i'm saying it's just like yeah. real real simple i feel like we could do a little bit better at that
1: yeah the, the preaching, and this not to get off the fact, but the preaching and the music on Greenleaf is just like, what? Like, everything, everything, they seem to work hard on everything except that.
0: Yeah. Um. And I, I, would, I it would, it probably wouldn't be as bad too, if they didn't make it seem like on the show, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like, ooh, pastor, you preached a great sermon. And then the part we saw was like, and Stand up for Jesus. Ah! No, it's not. That's not. <laughs> no. That was <laughs> that wasn't there. Like <laughs> even if you, what you said before was so profound, the, the energy that you're giving me now, the way that you're telling me this, this sounds like you were bored. The, cra- the the congregation was bored. Like it's not there.
1: Especially when Jacob was standing in front of that empty field and it was like it's going viral. I'm like, "How?" <laughs>
0: Oh Jacob, in this um, this this ministry, is Jacobs It's like, cause I see where he's going. I'm like, yo, this this young man really is trying to like, he trying not to be about all of the stuff that he's seen all these other people about. But just because you put a video on YouTube, um, I, I, or what did, do they call it, Watch Tube or something like that? It's I don't it's know. Like it's like a name. GoFundMe. Yeah. It's, is? It's some Smojo name. It was just like, yeah, I don't really know if this was really that. Yeah. yeah no. Nah.
1: Some parts it's like they put a lot of thought into and some parts it's like they just was like, let's just do it. Um and I think those are those are the parts.
0: <laughs> right. But um <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so Tasha Cobbs and, and Nicki Minaj, actually, so I listened to the song, and when I heard that it was coming, I think I saw somebody tweeted about it, uh, or posted on Instagram, and then I went to Twitter and saw that it was, like, official, and I think Nicki Minaj ended up saying, like, I'm so ready for this song, to for everybody to hear, yada, 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 um, and listening to the song, I felt like I was a bit... I I definitely know that it's one of those things that's like it's a buzz song so it's going to get people talking and I thought it was just going to be there. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that Nicki Minaj, it wasn't all just about look what I got so God is blessing me. And one thing that I think it was kind of was kind of a good thing in the sense of so the song itself says i'm getting ready for something i've never seen right and it's like the setup of this we've never seen this done in this way like somebody that is a huge mainstream artist um rap artist now to tie up with uh like a really popular gospel artist and them kind of create a song in that way and it and these people are connected to young people i thought it was just to me it was like I see what y'all doing and I actually think it's good. And I think that um, this can people that don't that may not listen to gospel music or may not naturally just go to listen to um, something other than, quote unquote, worldly or secular music. To me, it was like, okay, I can see this introduction. Like, I don't think that this is a problem at all. And I think if it's handled and managed the the proper way, um, just from the artist perspective, in terms of marketing and places that this this is you know played at or where people you where people they're putting it out where people will listen to it i think it could be a, a really good thing for me like i didn't think it was a bad thing and i was a little annoyed by seeing so many people talk about the way in which the devil is uh trying to take us away from god and i'm like honestly if listening to this song takes us away from god then like i don't think we were ever truly with him because <laughs> <not>, like what <laughs> what's happening
1: yeah and i yeah i think the people really made a a a big deal out of something that wasn't with the them saying oh how nikki it just i was just like is it that serious people
0: yeah um, i mean if you don't my thing was okay if you don't like it don't listen shut up <laughs> like it really is it really is that like i don't i don't i don't feel like just creating a song together shows some big plot scheme to you know <laughs> bring all the christian listeners of tasha Cobbs over to the Nicki minaj devil like i don't i don't get that from that song like you know what i'm saying i I ain't a part of these things so i don't know if maybe they are you know plotting and being like you know what let's convert people to the devil like maybe that somebody on some planet is trying to do that but that's not what i got from that song yo i don't think that that's what they were trying to do i actually think that they were trying to just really shake up culture and i think that you know and in, in in a way, I guess because so many people were talking about it, I guess they achieved their goal.
1: Yeah, true. You know who who else people was talking about this week? Joe Osteen. Poor Joe. He was all all over the news, and it was it was crazy because uh, it was like, man, I felt like they just like center all their energy on him. Oh, and it's a lot of mega churches in Houston. I'm not necessarily a big fan of Joel Osteen's preaching for reasons that I don't even feel like going over right now, but- Is
0: it because I, he talks about Jesus and he's so happy about the way that God is going to- And I want you to know today that I woke up this morning and I put on my slippers and I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Joel Osteen and this this Bedside Baptist ministry, that, that, I like him. <laughs> He be so happy all the time. He just <laughs> be like, "Dang, let me bro. start off with a joke." Yeah, I start let me off, start off the, with ooh. my joke, <laughs> and
1: then he goes, uh, I mean, yeah." So he, but <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I just had thoughts about like listen to him and be like, "Man, you're just really happy." Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, explain what happened. Go ahead. Go ahead a minute.
1: People were, you know, saying that his church should be open for shelter like day one and like just going in. And my thought was, first of all, it is a mega church. They have volunteers. But if Houston is underwater, like think about the volunteers might not be able to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there's the expectation that people are supposed to be Johnny on the spot. But I mean, my thoughts at first were, okay, maybe trying to get people to benefit of the doubt right there are tons of churches in houston are they underwater can he even get there like our roads right. you know like you know and it's a big organ the church is huge do they have the insurance to carry these people are right. they are they certified as a shelter like you can't just open your doors and let a whole bunch of people come in that's a liability for you as a church and a nonprofit. Like, I just don't think people consider all those things. Um. So, you know, I don't I don't pretend to know what's in Joel's heart. I, I like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of him. But on this, I'm kind of more prone to give him a break.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I th- I was going to say for me, that was the thing. Like, I don't know. I think if you think about what it housing people in general, just think about what it takes to to run a church, right? Even a small church, you got to have, you know, there's a there's a pastor, you got to have certain people on staffs, you have a usher, a board or just one person and you have people that play particular roles to make sure that everything's okay in a normal functioning church. So imagine having imagine that in a relief effort where you have people that are displaced you have people that are wet cold hungry need food um may need some medical attention may be distraught emotionally distraught trying to find their families just kind of irate because they they're alone or they lost so much stuff like there's a lot that goes into that to just say that oh well he just would refuse to allow his church to be a shelter because he didn't open his doors because he said it was flooding i follow um One of the guys that went to undergrad with me, uh, he works in Houston. I think he works for one of the news stations, the local news stations. And he actually mentioned that, hey, like this was we received photos saying that like water started to rise in that area. So they likely didn't open it because they thought it was going to be worse than what it actually was. Like, apparently it didn't turn out to be horrible, but there was some water there. So it was like initially it makes sense that they don't want to open this space up to people because it's like, there's already water. But on top of that, I'm thinking logistics. If you just think about the logistics that have have to go into somebody providing shelter, it's not like you just let people come into this building because they can get out of the water. Like, what happens when these people are in this building? What's the exit plan? Like, How do you take care of them? Where do they sleep? How long are they possibly going to be here? If you haven't prepared your facility to be able to do that, then it's kind of like, yo, shut up. And I just feel I feel like it's interesting, too, because people go in like people are really going in and talk about how horrible he is. But it's like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, stop literally. And I'm going to I'm going to save some of it because I have. Like, I want to get into my roles, but it's like, what are you specifically doing to like support that? Like you going in on this man about his church, but how do you, how do you know, you know what his church is doing or what he plans to do. And you don't know everything that's going in it. Like if he didn't let people into the church and they had a ready-made facility, or maybe there were so many people displaced in that area. And they were saying like, Hey, just open the door so that we can get into a dry space. And he said, no. Is that messed up? Yeah, but honestly if he was like, I said no on the premises of I don't want to be responsible for these people Let's say somebody comes in here and dies, or somebody comes here and doesn't have, the we don't have the resources to care for them in the way that we should then it becomes, Joel Osteen doesn't take care of the people and kills them like, you know what I'm saying, it's just like it's not, like folks are going in on, on him and it's easy to do, but if you don't truly know the details, and even just considering it, because we don't know the details, right? We're not there. So we don't know what he could or couldn't have done or you know, even if he was justified. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you just stop for a moment and think about all that goes into that type of setup, you start thinking, oh, well, I think that I can apply just a little personal knowledge in here and see, maybe I can see how it wasn't just him saying no. Like maybe he said no with a purpose or a reason. But I think people just end up thinking that you know, because somebody has money, because he has a lot of money and, you know, he's just always happy. They just thought that he could talk to Jesus and Jesus could just sprinkle security on his church. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, it's like, man, give this man a break. Just this. And to me, the people in Houston that were like, going through flooding and angry, I was like, man, I wouldn't even been focused on that. I've been trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I wouldn't even been trying to find somebody to blame at this point because it's so much going on. Like, I just... I wouldn't even be thinking about Joel thing, honestly. And this was
0: even for, like, people that were there and experienced, I'm like, well, maybe they got, like, a firsthand account of saying no. Maybe they were there. And like I was saying, maybe they were like, hey, let us in to get, like, a dry spot. And they said no. I can potentially, like, I could see that type of person being upset because it's like, yo, where else do I have to go? I had to walk longer for like more time um with a kid or with my kid I saw the video that people were circulating around with the the one dude and he was walking with his son and he kept saying thank God thank God um he was just thankful to God although like they lost everything but they still had their lives and he had his son but I started thinking about it like dang because they were like where are you going and it's like well I don't know where to go <laughs> and I was like that is kind of messed up like I can't imagine you know e- being in in that situation where it's kind of like i'm walking aimlessly until i find something but i don't know what i'm gonna find i don't know what's there and i have my kid more so if it was just like me maybe i probably wouldn't feel that way but it's like i got my kid too so maybe i can see them people being angry but i feel like people that weren't in that situation that just kind of read a headline which is another thing that i feel like people have to stop doing is reading headlines and basing their understanding of the article or the video or whatever it is based off a headline we got to stop doing that because that it reminds this is the same issue that i had with people um with the the master p and the kevin hart thing like kevin hart came up with a, a challenge he challenged celebrities or other people to give i think he was like 25 um twenty five thousand dollars or something like that and so he made a challenge for people to give I'm assuming TMZ asked Master P or maybe Master P made a video look like he just made a video and send it out some kind of way. They obtained a video of Master P saying, you know, what I got from it was that he was saying, hey, Kevin Hart, like he did he didn't have to do that. Like, thanks for your contribution, but you didn't have to actually do that because there's so many people that are already giving. People were going to give anyway and not saying that, like, no, you shouldn't put together a challenge, but it's saying, like, you don't have to feel like you have to put pressure on people in order for people yeah. to give because people, that
1: obligation. Factor. Exactly.
0: Cause people were already doing it. And he was saying like, you know, this community, the Houston community, the, you know, this Louisiana community, you know, just the black community, people in the country in general, people are already giving money. So don't feel like you got to pressure somebody into doing it. And maybe he didn't understand what Kevin's heart is doing. I don't think he was going in on Kevin Hart, but the, the, The headlines, which people are making for clickbait, said Master P calls out Kevin Hart. So then you have a whole bunch of people that saying Master P trying to be relevant. He hating on him. It's like, no, if you watch the video, and it actually starts from a place of him just explaining it. So you context clues really makes you think like, oh, well, this is probably what he was saying before then, just kind of how the video starts. But Mm -hmm. it's like you can really get a sense that he not saying kevin hart is bad he not saying oh he shouldn't do that we don't want his money like because that's what the the headline makes it sounds he's not saying that he literally is just saying yo you don't have to pressure don't feel the need to pressure folks because they're gonna give anyway like they're already giving like and i don't think i'm like yo people i don't think we're 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 watching headlines we're reading headlines and we're basing our whole understanding on the situation just on a headline and that's 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 a problem because we actually look stupid when we actually make posts about it and we haven't truly read what was said or listened to what was said and you know if you make a uh an incorrect assumption based off of listening to maybe like a soundbite or a clip that's one thing because it's like well you know my 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 thoughts and opinions was rooted in what i had but when it's like you didn't even consume that and you just read somebody's created headline like what the what are we doing
1: yeah and i think that's important for us to remember like we can't base our whole understanding off of uh, of something off of a headline and it's so easy to do because we're consuming so much information on twitter on facebook on instagram and we have to remember that these companies want to bait us and so they're doing that because it's, it's advertisement driven. So they need people to click. So they're going to put the most catchy headline on there. So you, you need to read the full story. You need to watch the video. You need to research and don't just get all upset over something that really sometimes didn't happen at all.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And also, no, I was going to say two, one thing to add to that too, is make sure that, so a lot of the things that we consume today are opinion based. Um, it's a lot we we have we're getting other people's opinions and i'm not one i'm not a person that thinks that it's so horrible because you know nothing is just we don't we don't know fact we don't know true facts because every everything is swayed like truth be told we we come into our own based on somebody's opinion our parents raise us based on their opinion like what they think is right or wrong you know for the most part and we we in turn following that follow that so it's It's not it's not that, you know, today, today's time or our generation, you know, we're not we're doing something so horrible. It's like we just have a lot more access to folks opinions than we we've ever had before. And so it's like it makes like you're not horrible. I'm not saying that you're horrible for doing it, but make sure that you can decipher. This is this writers or this interviewers or this person's opinion about this topic Let me be able to decipher what did they say was actual factual. What did they say was their opinion? How do I feel about this? Based on it, like do some own, you know, self like some own deducing based on what you have and be able to say, I know an opinion when I read it or I hear it and I know what's factual. And then I can, you know, base my thoughts on that as opposed to just being like, well, you know, (laughs) This is what Lisa said. And so I know it's concrete. And then two weeks later, Lisa be like, oh, well, now I feel this way because I got introduced to this facts and that facts. And then you mad at Lisa. Well, she changed her mind. She flip flopping. No, she just actually got a little bit more knowledge. <laughs> That's what we should all be trying to do. That's yeah. it. That's absolutely yeah.
1: it. We definitely have to develop a, that understanding because it, it's so hard to forget that we're consuming like, we're in the age of consuming art pieces all the time. All like, the time. you know, everything that you, most of the stuff that you see in the articles on social, on your timeline are op pieces. So we have to really keep that in mind and not take them, you know, take them as fact all the time because, like, this is, an opinion piece so right
0: right yeah
1: i think that's so important so y'all tell us what y'all think about our ojs and mimosas this week what do you think about hurricane harvey and joel osteen we are definitely in prayer for everyone who's been affected yes. in south texas and louisiana and so um we definitely are you wearing our thoughts and our prayers tell tell us what you think about tasha cops and Nicki minaj you getting ready for your for your overflow or your neck. <laughs> Tell us what you think, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready for tomorrow, whatever that may bring. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back, hashtag chat BC, we'll be back with our main dish.
0: All right, and we are back and it is time for our main dish um so this week um in kind of the in light i feel like it falls in line we we've talked about this before so we kind of wanted to make a want to discuss this on the show before but i feel like it falls in line with um what just happened with the fight that happened this past weekend um with the mayweather and mcgregor fight and people just talking about how cocky uh, mayweather is floyd mayweather is like you know he went into a pseudo retirement came out of pseudo he came out of pseudo retirement to actually fight um mcgregor and there was so much you know so many people have always said and just like oh he's too cocky he needs to be more humble he's so bad and so it just got us to talking and thinking about um this idea of successful people and their cockiness and and what is that a thing? Like, I mean, is there, is that a thing that should be like people that are successful in whatever field that you're in? Sometimes as successful people, we have a tendency to be extremely cocky in ourselves. And, you know, we gloat about what we have or what we can do and, you know, what we received and all this other stuff. And so it's like, is the question is, is there a place? Is there a place for that? Is there some, is there, is that a thing that should be or You know, should people that are successful be not be that cocky? Should they be less cocky? So, what do you think?
1: I feel like you know we have to. I feel like define the terms of what is cocky, what is confidence, um, and what is what is uh, what I guess the extreme form of those things. Mm -hmm. Because I think we all have a certain amount of cockiness, or or one can people sometimes use cockiness and confidence interchangeably. And so based on that person, you'll never get to know, I think, what's cocky and what's confident because because I know a lot of people who will say something is cocky and come and I've even done it. But are are the are the kings and queens of the humble brag? You know, what I'm saying. Right, right. So they're not boasters. They're not your your they're not your uh, Mayweathers. But they'll be like, yeah, you know. I just donated some stuff to the the shelter, you know. Right. But it was not nothing because right. you know I just try to do what I can <laughs> and get back.
0: <laughs> right, and right. It's not,
1: and they'll just walk off. But they really they could be more cocky than your Mayweathers. than your than your You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, a, it's more of a heart issue for me. But I think the tendency for people is to see boisterous confidence or cockiness and think that they're to me cockiness is really you look you thinking other people are less than. So you're building yourself up and saying I'm up here and everybody's down there. I think confidence is I'm I'm secure in my abilities and what the talents that I believe God's given me, but I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Right. I think those are the distinguishing factors. And so there's some people who are not boisterous that are some of the most cocky people in the world because they look down on everybody else.
0: Right.
1: But they're not going to be in in getting their head laying down letting somebody massage their head before a a fight. They're not going to be letting people bathe them. You know what I'm saying? Because they'd be like I'm not that. But they are you know taking a picture of them giving out food at the shelter you know, <laughs> you know they are doing these side things and mentioning subtly what they've done um to people as a as a way to boast themselves above other people so i think that's for me what the distinction is right I, th- I think and professionals with the with the kings and queens of the humble brag
0: yeah i i definitely 100% agree with that i think it is important to define um to differentiate between cockiness and and confidence i think it's extremely easy to get the two mixed the two confused and i also think that honestly personally people kind of define them in the moment based on other things or other factors that they know about the person or the individual like mm-hmm. somebody may be being confident but because i i also have no a history of you or i'm connected to you i've been following you for a while so i know that this is not one moment that you're just being confident in that you do this all the time it's kind of like overkill and i might perceive that to be cocky if you will mm-hmm. um and so I think it also just kind of the way that we define those per- for other people or our perceptions of other people is kind of based also on what we know about them. But what's interesting is when it comes to cocky, so I just actually pulled up um, the dictionary.com definition of what cocky is. So, cocky is, it's that uh, it says the definition as a definition is arrogant, pertly self asserted, or conceited. Um, and I also looked up the definition of arrogant just to kind of give more confident, more content to that, because it's kind of it's always interesting to me when like they define one word with another word. And it's like, so what does that word mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then the definition for arrogant is making claims or pretensions to superior importance or rights overbearingly assuming. Basically, it's just kind of like thinking that, you know, I'm just superior than everybody. Similarly to what you said. Like, I think that I'm better than everybody. I think that, you know, my ability to do this or what I'm doing, you know, ain't nobody like me. In the past, maybe two months, my definition, my perception of cockiness has changed. I used to think that cocky was bad. I thought like, you know, yo, you got to be more humble. You got to acknowledge the people that helped you get there, you got to acknowledge the time that it took you to get to this place. You got to acknowledge this is a talent that was given to you um, by God. I'm a believer in God. So I think like, Hey, you know, no matter how great I am at something for me, I got to like, when you acknowledge or or applaud me, give me kudos. I got to give kudos to my creator that gave this to me. And like, that's my approach, but I kind of always thought like it was bad, but I start thinking about, you know, Mayweather or Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali or um you know, <clears throat> these guys where it's in their career, they have to be cocky. Like how entertain how entertaining would Mayweather be if he walked around saying, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm the greatest. I think I am, but <laughs> You know, it ain't really about me. It's just about whatever. I don't necessarily know if that would be as entertaining. And it's like Mm -hmm. for him to be number one, he honestly kind of has to do that. And so for me, I stopped thinking like, you know what? I don't think that cockiness per se is bad depending on how it's used. Almost with anything, just like with anything else, if this is used in such a way that it puts you on a platform um, that's necessary for your industry, but it puts you on a platform where you can do something positive or, you know, it kinda gets you in a certain light, I think that, you know, it's acceptable. It's not bad. I think in terms of we're talking about Floyd Mayweather, but in talking about just in terms of like the average day-to-day um young professional millennial, I feel like we kinda we could probably adopt a little cockiness in ourselves and find it to be beneficial. So one of the things that for me I start thinking about is so when I go to work and I've been, you know, applauded rewarded and gotten kudos for all of these things that i've done and been great at uh professionally right and oftentimes when i'm celebrated for it my natural my knee-jerk reaction is is just kind of to be like hey you know thank you but it's really not about me like it's about the team or it's about somebody else and um actually one of my colleagues kind of was like you always deflect your success to other people and i'm like huh and she's like yeah like this is a moment where you've done something that's really pushed our team for it's really you know h- helped um the the office in its entirety out like you've really done something and you should be able to cele- celebrate it. and nobody else did what you did i think it's a moment for you to know or to acknowledge or to accept that it's you that's there and i'm like oh you know i always want to be humility is important to me and so i never want to be like overly like oh yeah i'm not going to make it without me because cuz i'm like i mean there's somebody else there's always somebody that's smarter that's you know that's greater the only thing that i say is nobody's gonna outwork me because that's i have control over that but it's like yo somebody else might be all these other things but i start thinking maybe if i was a little bit more cocky about my ability it's okay like it's not a bad thing like i'm asserting myself to say yo i can do this and i know that and i'm not it's almost like hearing that that belief in my my own work ethic just kind of allowing that to reign a little bit more because like you said i feel like in other ways i have you know been the king of the humble brag like i might run down my resume a little bit for you so you know who you're dealing with but then i i'll end it with like but you know that's not like you know i It's so many other things that that got me to that place. And it's like, well, why not just be a little honest about it and be like, yo, I can do this. I will do this. I have done this. Here's where I am. And allow that to like lead me in some cases, not all. Because I feel like all of in all cases or all the time to me would be a little overkill. But I feel like maybe if I turn that little humble brag on his head and allow it to be a little bit more cocky, like I can say yo, I appreciate this reward because I know that I did that. And I think that's useful because there are times when I look back on certain situations and it's kind of like, oh, I don't think I really realized the weight of that. I don't think I realized how good this was or how big of a deal this was because I was so kind of into being humble that, you know, I didn't give it as much. I didn't take it in as much as I should have.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's so hard. I mean, as far as like humble bragging, because we live in a culture where it's like when people put out their accomplishments, sometimes in our insecurities, and I know I've done it. You want to like match them.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? It's
1: like you checked me. Okay, so I got to tell you what I'm doing, especially if you're like. Always in networking positions, right? Like in settings where it's kind of like, So, what do you do? And you've got, and people expect you to give your credentials, but then they say what they do. And then he's like, Well, I didn't go in enough on what I did because <laughs> I just gave them like a little synopsis, right? Right. This gave me a long line to right, this. So, right. now in this moment, I feel very insecure about what I'm doing. <laughs> but I gotta like give you some more of my Now sad, I gotta run you the numbers,
0: you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I got to really run these numbers on you.
1: And it's, I mean, I've done it before, but it's like, it's my own personal insecurity. right? And so it's like, now I got to like, so do I need to turn it up or not? So I feel like I'm on your level because you just made me feel like I was less than. And it's kind of like you need that confidence so you won't have to use that false humility. You know what I'm saying? You need level confidence and you're your identity has to be set where you are secure where i'm secure in my own things in order not to feel like i have to deflect to my accomplishments where i can give somebody where i can hear somebody tell me everything they're doing and i don't need to run my list you know yeah and i think that's a process of maturity that i know i have to work towards where i don't have to feel like Even if I said what I did first and I didn't give you everything I did or even if I'm nowhere near what you're doing, I don't feel like I have to come back. I could just say, hey, that's good, man. Or, you know, that's good, Uh, girl. I'm good. Like, you know,
0: kudos to you. Yeah, that's
1: (laughs) and not walk away feeling less than
0: right. That's actually that's that's really good because I do think, too. and And maybe like considering that element or considering like. Potentially the lack of, um, self confidence in what you're doing if you will maybe that then the quote-unquote cockiness won't be needed right and then you Mm -hmm. can just you can just end and let confidence be the end-all be-all because for me that's why thinking about cockiness kind of and saying that no it's not like a bad thing and to me it was like yo i actually think that this is necessary sometimes i think people maybe if you if people or even myself i I always look at myself maybe if i was a bit more cocky about my ability And and professionally, maybe that would lead me to walk into a situation automatically knowing and feeling that I can do this, like I can do this. I know that this is going to be successful. I look at, you know, even my current role, my professional job, like I've I've done a lot in a very little a little bit of time, but I've entered into (laughs) each of those situations, honestly without like a lot of belief that i was going to see it to the end i was going to make it to the end um i remember one project that i was working on starting last year and i wrapped it up at the beginning of this year it was literally hell on earth for a while and a lot of that came from i'm like i don't know how to do this like i've never done this before and i would always be cognizant of that and so i started thinking if i was a bit more cocky in myself and my ability Then I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have spent so much time kind of with anxiety of if this is going to happen or if I'm going to be successful at this, I would just be able to walk through it. But considering what you just said, it's like, no, wait, maybe it's not. Maybe the answer isn't cockiness. Maybe the answer is uh like belief in yourself, like security in what you can do. And then that breeds confidence. So I'm walking into this thing saying that I know that I can do this. I know my ability is X, Y, and Z. I ain't knocking on your ability. I ain't saying that I'm better than you because I don't have to say that I'm better than you because I, what, I am who I am and I'm going to be able to do. I have the talents and the knowledge that I have and I know how to utilize those things to get me to an end goal. And I feel like maybe that that is truly the answer as opposed to just kind of being like folks need to be more cocky. I do agree that in, in arenas like, you know, uh, wrestling or or boxing or Things where it's like there's a sport, but it's entertainment as well. People like to see cocky people. People love to hate them. You have some people that just love them because it makes them believe in themselves. And you have people that hate them. That'll just be like, oh, you need to fall because you need to be humble. But in any way, it makes more sense in that space. But I feel like for, you know, the average person, uh, even in a professional setting, I mean, I don't know how far cockiness saying like kind of almost putting people down, even if you say you're better than people, because I feel like, I mean, you think about you're going for a job interview, like I'm saying I'm better because <laughs> I want you to hire me. Like, obviously, I feel like I'm the best candidate because, you know, I want I want to get the job done or I feel like the product or service that I'm I'm providing or I'm selling in my business is better because I want you to buy it. Like, Mm-hmm. I feel like you know cockiness in that sense is okay. Um, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm talking, but I'm trying to think through the, t- through the two of them because I'm like, is is cockiness bad? Then, like, is this a bad thing? Because there are ways and spaces of which obviously that I think like, nah, this is a good thing. This works. Um, and it, I think it's your motive behind it. Like,
1: okay. I think it's your motivation. Like, if okay. you're doing it for you know if you're doing it because you want to make people feel less than or you're doing it because you have an insecurity that has to be fed in order to to interact with people like you have to boost yourself up in order to deal with people because you want to be the best in the room uh i think that's when the motivation i feel like is negative but if you're doing it like for a job interview or because this is what you need to do for your you know career as far as boxing or or things of that nature i don't i don't see a problem with it but if you're doing it to make yourself feel better than everybody else because you want you need that satisfaction i think that's where the problem comes in
0: that that i can definitely agree with that that makes a lot it makes a lot more sense and i think i can i can definitely follow that because i feel like in ways as I think about the ways in which I thought, you know, oh, this person is so cocky. It usually is the motive behind it. And like their motive is to tear somebody else down or their motive is to um, try to cover up a a, an insecurity that they have or not even, you know, not acknowledge it personally. Like they won't acknowledge that. Yo, so I have this one person as family member that used to be fat. Right. And when they lost weight um, and they started working out, then everything that fat people did was just like wrong. Oh, this person's so fat. They need to lose weight. Oh, this person need to do this. They so fat. Oh, this person's so fat. And it was like, hey, wait, like, (laughs) you know, three Miss Cheeseburgers ago, you was on the same level that they were on. Like y'all were doing the same thing. So it's kind of like in that sense, it's like, yo, you're overly cocky. But you kinda should be a bit more humble because you understand where they're coming from. Now you've changed, so you're not in that same space. So kudos to you for that. However, you know, you used to be like, (laughs) you know, you was a tubby tubby too. like, And you were happy. And you up until a certain point didn't see the need to, to to revert back. I mean, or to do something different or to change that you were happy with yourself. Um, or you appear to be happy with yourself. Even if it was that you were in the dark and you just weren't happy, that's your story and your journey. Everybody doesn't have that. So I definitely can see that. Um, I definitely can see that it's the motives behind your cockiness, if you will, and the way in which it's used that becomes good or bad. But I think I think um kinda as like a wrap up, one of the things that I think that this kinda alludes to is just kinda like you just personally gauging, like personally gauging where we are, like where we where we are in terms of our own self confidence and what that looks like. And if somebody else is overly confident or somebody else runs down their resume of accomplishments and achievements where we feel with it. Like, does that make us feel a certain way? Does that make us feel like we need to do more in terms of like feeling inadequate or just like, Oh, that just inspired me to work a little harder in the space that I'm in. I think that's, that's, that's what we should. Um, that's what I hope that kind of comes out of this, con- this conversation. Cause just me thinking about it and just kind of us talking about it before that that's what, that's what it made me think about. It made me think like, you know what? I can use this cockiness to, kind of be a, a little easier on myself because I should be in this space. But then it start, Then I started thinking from this conversation, like, oh, well, you know what? I think my, maybe there's an insecurity, a personal insecurity in myself that is really driving this. And so that insecurity is, I'm telling myself I need to be cocky, but what I truly need to be is more confident.
1: And using that as fuel, like, for motivation to, to get to that next level. Right. Or Or... Do a evaluation to see what level they're really on because a lot of people tell you stuff and present information and they'll have you trying to achieve something that they're not actually there. Not um, but themselves. that's <laughs> that's a whole,
0: nothing, it's a whole other conversation, nothing, right? Nothing,
1: so, but you have to be secure yourself to know like this is authentic success based on where I was and where I am now, and give yourself space to grow because one of my friends told me, he, um, a while ago, he was like. You know what you don't want is major success to happen too fast because you're only that time i was like 28 you're 28 you still got the rest of your life you know not saying you're gonna live forever but it say you have a long life you don't want to peak at 28 you know what i'm saying right so give yourself space to grow and develop and to get those get a steady rise not a peak and then uh, uh, just decline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over
0: life. One thing that I'm just going to say just to that, because I thought about um, I have thought about that in terms of like, you don't want to peak too early. I don't think it's the problem of peaking too early. I think it's what happens after is what that success does to you afterwards that makes it problematic. When you become successful and you know this, once you once you become successful or you reach a certain plateau or level of success, you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you get comfortable. And so you're not grinding as hard as you used to. You're not staying on top of yourself as hard as you used to be. You don't have to put yourself in a mode to do that. I think about, you know, working hard to get my first degree. I literally did not go out. I didn't party. I didn't club. I didn't drink. I didn't do I, I, I wouldn't do anything. I mean, like a movie was something that. It had to be something I really, really wanted to see in order to do it, because to me, it was like, I got to do this. 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 And then turning around now and putting myself back into the mode of studying is challenging, not because I'm any less or 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 anything like that. But it's just kind of like, yo, my life is in a different space where I'm comfortable, like I'm not trying to. It's not like do or die. Like I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like, yo, my life is good. Where is it? Like I'm on a good career path and a career, career trajectory. If I did nothing else, I feel like I could possibly at this point, you know, have a pretty decent life. Like just where where I'm going. Like, and I can. I, it makes me start to see why people get into certain spaces and they stay there forever and they just coast because they get comfortable. So I think that's really the problem that comes with that. It's like, yo, if you you know you obtain a a huge amount of success when you're very young it's not bad but it's like that success honestly puts you kind of like it sits you down makes you on it puts you back on the couch the couch of comfort and you don't really think outside of the box or challenge yourself to do something else i feel like that's really what the problem is and so um yeah i just wanted to say that because i was thinking about it and i was like well, I think that there have been people that have like peaked early and that still have been able to maintain, you know, whatever level of success. And it's like, no, it's not bad because you think about a I hate making this comparison. But looking at like a J like Jay-Z and Beyonce, both of them were very maybe not so much Jay-Z, but Beyonce was successful early on in her life and her career. And here she is 20 years later and still is having these peaks. But I think it's because even with that, she didn't lose like the amount of hunger that she had and mm-hmm. the amount of work that she put into it. It was still like, all right, I'm still going for this as if I was just trying to get on.
1: And she has an evolution. Because right. one of the things you'll see with some people that are stuck, they're trying to be successful with who they were and not allowing themselves to evolve or it could be people don't allow them to evolve because I think about Bow Wow and he's tried to evolve. Um,
0: <laughs> Poor Bow Wow.
1: <laughs> you know, tried to change his name, but people only see him as, as Little Bow Wow. So maybe he has to get more creative. We don't believe.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After all of that, we don't believe. <laughs>
1: So yeah, let us know what y'all think about cockiness, confidence, and success. Um, do you agree with our assessments? Do you think we're totally off basis and you you wanna uh you think cocky there's no room for cockiness at all, no matter what circumstance, let us know hashtag chatBC and we'll be back with our toast or roll. <laughs>
0: All right, we're back and it is time for our toast or roast. Um, I'm going to dive right into this roast Uh this week. I am going to roast just people on the Internet, man, and, and people in general that feel the need to go in on celebrities on, you know, big name artists because they are not giving to a cause or people are sitting around and saying oh well, what's this person doing and this person ain't gave ain't gave no money and why this person doing this and it's a bit annoying because in times of like a, a major disaster like hurricane harvey and the floods and the things that are happening in houston honestly truthfully we don't need another reason for people to try to be mad at somebody um and the responsibility for those efforts don't fall on just one individual or one group of individuals um that's why we have cities and municipalities have disaster relief funds and reserve funds that they can use in cases of emergencies that's why you have Big organizations, disaster relief organizations that help out. That's usually why a lot of people have foundations as well. Um, and to other people just have, you know, money set to aside to help out with that. But it's no one person's responsibility to do that. And it's extremely frustrating as, to see people that do that. Cause these same people that make these comments about what folks aren't doing, the people with all this money, they not posting, um, you know, how much money has Beyonce given? How much money is, is, uh, Jay-Z going to give? How much money is, um, this person from Houston, Latoya, Luckett going to give, uh, how much money is, um, like all of these people, they, this is their hometown. They should be given the most amount of money. Like, how do you count somebody's pockets, yo Like, Who are you to tell somebody what they should or should not be doing? Somebody not giving money to a cause doesn't mean that they don't care about they don't care about these people. Maybe they literally are just strapped for money in this time or they just donated millions of dollars to somebody else. And they're not liquid enough to give to in this moment. Like maybe they're going to help by being one of those people that comes and shows to organize or they're using their platform to promote some other organization that is collecting funds like you don't know what people are doing and really stop like it's stupid like you sound real dumb saying or complaining about somebody not uh giving money to something like yo chill out with that and one other thing too that's really really interesting because we didn't talk about this and i just gotta say yo president obama was not the president during hurricane katrina Stop it. It's dumb. (laughs) Stop arguing that if he was, he still wouldn't have done nothing. He didn't like, shut up, yo. It is, you're dumb. There were disasters that happened during the Obama administration. He showed up. He spoke out about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? To the best of his ability, he did it really. uh, Trump not showing up or Trump not doing something does not we we can't compare that to President Obama and say like oh well you know he's doing way more because President Obama didn't do this when Hurricane Katrina like you stupid yo like he wasn't a president like shut up like, and, and, and Google we say this all the time on this show but we got our good friend Google like it has all of this information you can literally just Google President Obama and see when he was president and be like Hurricane Katrina and see when it happened be like oh those two don't coincide. Exactly. So I'm roasting y'all this week. Like people stop trying to count folks money. Stop telling people where they should put their resources. And also just Google it. Just let it <laughs> <up>. <laughs> well, I want to
1: toast to today to all of the people who are sacrificing their lives to rescue others. Like we have seen so much heroism in In what's going on because of Harvey people have been putting it all on the line, trying to rescue people, um, getting their boats and taking their boats, sending money and supplies. Whatever you're doing, we want to shout out to you. People who are putting like Randall said, they're not critiquing. They're just out here doing the work. We want to toast. I want to toast to you um, because I think what you're doing is so, so vital And it really in these desperate situations, you and I know law enforcement is doing it, but just to see regular people just saying, hey, I could be in the shelter, but I'm going to go out and help. That's amazing. And um, I think that is so, so great. So shout out to y'all. Toast to y'all
0: all right and that is going to uh oh we got a we got a good vibe this week lord i'm forgetting the good vibe sorry yeah so this week's good vibe is immature people ask life to meet their demands mature people meet the demands of life and that is by henry cloud i mean yeah it definitely speaks for itself like Don't be one of those people that's sitting around saying, well, this person ain't do this for me and I ain't get this and I ain't get this opportunity to do this and I ain't do this and I ain't do this and I ain't do this. Like, what did you do to make it happen? And when you're talking about somebody about a uh, missed opportunity or about something that didn't come through, say like, Hey, I did this. I put forth this effort. It didn't work out. So I shift gears and I did something else. Like that's what we should be talking about. So um, shout out to Henry Henry cloud for that. Make sure that y'all consider that this week, share it with somebody, change somebody week with that. Um, and that's going to wrap up another episode of brunch culture. As always, we thank you guys so much for listening to us, for rocking with us. Um, we love you and we appreciate you. Make sure that you stay up with us on our website at www.brunchculturebc.com we're also on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture and um i think lisa has something that's going to be going on that she is probably not she's being extremely humble so she doesn't want to mention but Lisa, <laughs> go ahead on and share your news
1: oh okay yeah thank you so My organization, the G3 Project, has partnered with the National Baptist Convention um, to promote the hashtag free to ask, and that's the number two, free to ask, um, because we noticed that a lot of Black millennials were leaving the church because they didn't feel the freedom to ask questions about spirituality, about science, about scripture. Like, you know, you have critical questions like, okay, did God really flood the earth? How Was there really... Every and two of every animal did that. been in the art, like you know, about just legit,
0: legit, of, questions. legit questions. Yeah, yeah. legit questions.
1: <laughs> and these are very important questions we should be asking. And sometimes when you ask people in the church, they don't give you the freedom, or you say they say you can't question. They don't God. question God
0: that's what the bible said so you don't ask questions about it (laughs) meanwhile you have a whole career where somebody is paying you handsomely to use your brain and to question stuff that seem like even it's been the standard for years and they'd be like oh question it so you can change it
1: yeah i'm sorry so (laughs) So we want to give you freedom to ask those questions we would have um uh, moderators to help answer all some of the questions. We won't be able to answer all of them because we hoping for a flood, we, we would like it to go viral so that it would be impossible to answer every single question. But we want to give people this to create kind of a pool to for for leaders to see like people have questions and they need to be answered. Um so uh just hashtag that's Wednesday, September sixth. Use the hashtag all day free to ask. Um, I'm excited about it. And I want to give people the freedom to ask because I think that's so important to validate the fact that these questions are important and they need answers.
0: All right. Sounds good. So y'all make sure that you guys are engaging on Wednesday, September 6th with that. And again, um, we'll be putting out we'll put out some some just reminders for you guys on our social media so you can check it out there. And as always, uh, remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.